Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, Certified Health Coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout Healthcare Professionals Program. And if you're a healthcare professional, you should definitely jump into my Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. The link is in the show notes or just do a search on Facebook for the info. And of course, if you have any questions about any of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or just come find us on social media. Sweet. And uh, go ahead and join me for my five-day challenge each month where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Just head on over to Lose Your Cravings Facebook group and join. All right. So simple. good. <laughs> All right, everyone, on to our topic of the day. We're talking about spirituality. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up the definition of spirituality, and, of course, um, most of the definitions were kind of tied to religion. And so I kind of like pottered around until I found one that I really liked. And so this, is, <laughs> this is one because <laughs> I feel like spirituality and religion, like now that, you know, I don't know, a couple years in, I feel like they can be uh, separated out and I'll talk about that later. Um, so this was a definition I thought really spoke to me. Um, and they said, in general, it includes a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves and it typically involves a search for meaning in life. As such, it is a universal human experience, something that touches us all. People may describe a spiritual experience as sacred or transcendent or simply a deep sense of aliveness and interconnectedness. I really like that definition. It kind of separates out spirituality from religion because as I'm going to talk about, I think they are actually two separate things. Definitely. Um, so being raised Catholic, I was taught that we are born with original sin, right? Um, I spent most of my childhood thinking about what I was doing wrong and avoiding doing anything that might send me to hell. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of my I memories. Want to go there. <laughs> Just want to avoid it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, I began to see where a lot of these teachings fell short. Um, you know, where human interpretation of the Bible were used as, weapons against anyone who didn't fall into very specific categories. You know, I noticed a lot of my loved ones also fell into some of these categories of people who were excluded from my religion because of that. Um, So I saw how religion had given me, you know, a set of rules to judge others by, including myself. And over time, I recognized that I was supposed to really condemn people who were obviously good, wonderful humans. And I always, and you know, again, other people may have different experiences, but in my experience, I felt like I was supposed to believe that they were like tools of Satan somehow. (laughs) So, and again, this is not to put the Catholic church down, but my experience was very much exclusive, very much. These are the rules. If you don't follow the rules in a very specific, very rigid way, you know, you're going to hell. So I was a little scared by religion for quite a while. Um, So I ended up leaving the Catholic church and becoming, uh, I don't know, I was, I'll put like atheist, quote unquote atheist for a few years. Um, I guess you could describe it as agnostic, like not just not like really certain about things. 
Um, I studied atheism and many other religions. Uh, Kisa knows I've been fascinated with large religious organizations <laughs> as well as cults for many years. Um, yes. It fascinates me, right? Like what what drives people to be in these groups and what it is about the groups that people enjoy and what's wrong with a lot of these groups sometimes. And um, I've worked with many who have left a lot of these groups. And one of the things, and this is where we get to spirituality, I promise, right? One of the things (laughs) I've learned is that when we leave, we tend to leave everything behind. Um, Anything that has like any hint of the religion that we were in we, we turn away from at first. Um, a lot of folks that I've worked with have a lot of, um, you could call it like religious trauma or organized uh, group trauma. And so it's like anything that reminds them of the religion itself, right? Any of the activities, any of the rituals, it, it kind of like, it brings with it a sense of fear and uneasiness. And so we tend to like turn everything off. And what I've learned is there are some really important pieces of the puzzle that are not exclusive to any certain set of beliefs. And this is really important because spirituality really describes those pieces of the puzzle that we need. And so if we're turning away from religion completely, then we're kind of missing this spirituality piece that I think is actually really important. So spirituality to me means being connected to the bigger picture, right? So for some people, this does mean a belief in God, right? Like a creator of all things. For others, there are many gods, many beings. Uh, For some, it's just like a deep connection with nature, the earth, the planet. And for some, it's just a connection with like humanity, all of the humans or the universe. Um, Either way, there's a feeling of connectedness with the big picture, And it gives a sense of purpose and a deeper meaning to actions. So, you know, when I left the church, I went through a couple of years of feeling really disconnected with this, right? It's like, if there's no God, then there's no meaning to any of it, right? It's like either or. And so over the years, I've come to recognize that what the Catholic church labeled is one thing I was connected to in other ways. So really, instead of being an atheist, um, I've come to a place of recognizing that no church or organization has the rights to claim what we're all connected to at one point or another. And what I'm talking about is, I I think we've all felt this, right? That sense of flow, or um, sometimes we get this sense of ease or awe that we experience at times, right? And if you've ever seen like a sunrise or a sunset, that just touches you in a way that you can't describe, right? Like you try to take a picture of it and you look at the picture and you're like, no, no, no. Like there's no, there's yeah, no recreating that. Yeah. It doesn't do it justice. <laughs> it is just like the, the colors are so amazing that just like there's a feeling inside of your body. Um, or, you know, maybe you've read a poem or seen a piece of art or heard a song or Um, You know, I love watching So You Think You Can Dance. I don't know what it is, but sometimes they have like a combination of like a song and someone dancing or a group of people dancing in such a way that I'm just like almost in tears. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I believe religion at its base is supposed to be a roadmap to that sense of connection. It's, you know, a kind of a, 
like, here's some things to do a kind of a recipe so that you can make sense of things mattering in a way that we don't fully comprehend. So if you are a religious person and you participate, you'll recognize that there's many rituals or activities that really are meant to foster that. And these were the things that because I had left, I was really missing out on. So when I was growing up, there was like incense, um, singing with a large group of people, silent reflection, right? Like in the middle of a mass, there's times when everybody's silent. Mm-hmm. Um, times of prayer, right? These prayers that you've said so many times that you don't even need to think of what the words are. You know, you're just saying it along with other people, either out loud or, you know, in your mind. Um, especially like repetitive prayer. I don't know if, if uh, Kisa, you may recognize, uh, what is it? The, uh, the rosary, Mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is what I was given every time, every time I confessed my sins. I was going to say, I was thinking of confession, the repetitive, repetitive mm-hmm. prayer just remind me of confession. But hey, yeah, the rosary, definitely repetitive. Yeah, you got to say the rosary, you know, you, you have some sins you got to, you got to make up for. So you say the rosary. And as much as like, I don't do that anymore, every once in a while I'll hear, right, the, um, the Hail Mary or the Our Father. And it's like, oh, like immediately I drop into this, like this place of like, oh, like the words just come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I left the church, I kind of left all of those tools behind. And I mean, I believe a sense of purpose, of connection, of mattering is really important. And like, come on, especially in this time, <laughs> right? 2020 has given us a few challenges, to say the least. Oh, just a couple, right? <laughs> and I've heard so many clients ask, right? What's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point of all of this? And I think that's a really great question. You know, what what is the point? Whenever anybody asks me that, I'm like, good question. Let's answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I can't answer that for you or anyone else. But what I do know is that every time I connect with spirit, right? I get a sense that there is a point, that there is a bigger picture and that I'm like a small piece of a large puzzle. And so, sorry, my dog just made a very (laughs) high-pitched screeching noise. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't agree. Um, Right, but every time I connect with that spirit, that like that sense of being part of something bigger, um, you know, I feel like there is a sense of purpose. There is a point. Mm -hmm. So I encourage everyone to find routines, rituals, or activities that connect us with that deeper meaning every once in a while. And so what I thought I'd do is just kind of go over some ideas, some ways that um, you can kind of connect with spirit, that being connected to a bigger picture. um, Really, there are a bunch of activities that just feel really good. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, can't hurt just to do them anyway. Awesome. And I would love to hear from everyone, right? Like what, what activities work for you? And if I've missed anything important on this list, and of course, Kisa, if I miss anything, throw in, throw in. I will let you know, Mary. Excellent. <laughs> so I always put first meditation. I don't know. I just recommend it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meditation being the intent, like the intentional sitting down or staying still and clearing your mind for a little bit and paying attention to the idea that you have thoughts in your mind. Um, It's a really like every once in a while when you're meditating, you'll get a little bit of this, like 
connection to the bigger picture, which I think is really fantastic. It's kind of this like connection to who you are as opposed to the story that you tell about the world. Um, another one is mantra, poetry, prayer. Um, I forgot chanting, right? These kind of like repetitive, almost it's like you learn the words and then you just say them over and over again. I think those are super important. Um, you get into like a little bit of a meditative state. Um, dancing. I think dancing is so lovely. Um, especially when it's, I, I don't know. Well, I was going to say when it's unchoreographed, but really, I don't know. Cause like, <laughs> choreographed dance isn't, isn't really my thing. Although hey, Mary, have you, have you taken dance have classes? I, where have you I taken hip hop class? Of course I have. Yes, I There's probably footage of that somewhere. <laughs> And it's probably lovely. Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think just the, the connection of like your body to music or not music. I think people, you know, you could dance without any, without any sound, Mm -hmm. but really like that connection to your body is a really great way to connect with spirit. Um, Singing, man, especially like in the shower. What is it about singing in the shower? It's so good. Um, gathering. And I, I said virtually at this time, right. With a group, it's, it's not, it hasn't felt the same as being in a group of people, but like this morning. So I haven't signed on to, um, insight timer for a while. It's my favorite meditation Mm -hmm. app. Me too. They have, you got to sign on. I don't know when they did this. The lives. Yes. The lives. It's so good. I didn't know it existed. So I did a, a meditation earlier with like, and you can see there's like 300 other people who are doing this meditation with you at the yeah. same time. It's so fun. Yeah. I think it's fairly new. I don't, I mean, within the last month, maybe I want to say. I don't, I don't know. know it's yeah, been a while, been but I signed on and I was like, what is this magic? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it was so cool. You see like your favorite uh, meditation instructors you know, and they, they do a meditation, but you're with them basically like mm-hmm. at the same time in spirit and with like, you know, tens to hundreds of other people at the same time. It's really right. Cool. Um, another one like where, and I just kind of listed things where I've, I've felt this sense of connection. So one of those places is actually like listening to powerful speeches by people you admire. So I don't know if you've ever, um, like president Obama's speeches, I, love some of his speeches, just the way that he says things. Um, Abby Wambach has a really fabulous speech about, I think it's a, it's a graduation speech for um, a college, um, but you should definitely look her up. She has a really powerful speech. Jen Hatmaker talks all the time. And I really just enjoy the way that she talks. Um, Just people who say things in a way where it connects with something that you've been like feeling or thinking and they kind of like say it out loud with some energy that feels really good. Um, listening or watching uh, podcasts and TED Talks on inspirational ideas. I think that's always fun. Yeah, I love those. Just TED Talks in general. There's so many mm-hmm. really, really fabulous talks. And they're all like 20 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Um, writing anything, your thoughts, a song, a poem, a prayer, those can connect you to the present moment. 
mindfulness, any activity where you block out everything except your focus on what you're doing, right? So you can like, you can do this with any activity, but cooking is a really good one, right? Because there's like the, the sense of like garlic or chopping vegetables or like paying attention to all of your senses while you're doing something. So again, cooking, dancing, martial arts are really great for this. Uh, petting your, your dog, playing with your baby, playing with your kid. Um, repetitive activities. Um, I have every once in a while gotten this feeling when I'm running, right? Where you're just like running and at some point you just drop into the zone. It's been a couple of years. Keith is laughing at me. I can see this. Uh, but a lot of people, this is why they love running. <laughs> you're not laughing at me? Don't no, laugh. I'm laughing at myself because I rarely <laughs> ever got that feeling. <laughs> You've never got that? I mean, rarely. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about like runner's high and I'm just like, Eh. <laughs> Kisa, did you do the whole marathon without this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I did. <laughs> I feel like it was just like, okay, you make it to the next mile. Okay, make it to the next mile. Okay, oh, make man. it to the next mile. Yeah, I, well, and you know, running is not my, my favorite activity, but I've heard so many people like running is, mm-hmm. it's like meditation to them. And I think it's because if they're not in as much pain as I always am in, when I'm running, right? Like I think people actually feel good when they're running. Yeah. And then they drop into like this repetitive, very repetitive motion. And um, it's very like hypnotic. Um, same as like drumming and again, chanting, like these repetitive, like things with beats that, that are very repetitive, definitely drop you into this like present spiritual flow ease mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like volunteering, donating to a cause, being a mentor, like these activities where you're kind of like you're giving to the community without um, like without any idea of like getting something back, right? It's just like my energy is being put into the community just to make the community a better place. I think those are really good ways to connect. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Those are awesome. Yeah. And so I just encourage everybody to to give these a try. You know, I think we, if you're religious, that's great. I think you're probably, you, you have a lot of tools that are very specific to like move you in this direction. Um, but if you, if you're not religious or if you are religious and you want to give some of these a try, right? Like just to get in, in touch with that feeling of purpose. It's, it's Winston. Can you all hear Winston? He's ridiculous. This is my life, (laughs) but super worth a try. It gives, Um, I think super important right now during this, especially like the pandemic part of this whole situation, right? It's like, we're just not able to be with our people and we're missing that sense of connection. And this is a way to foster that sense of connection without actually being among big groups of people. Um, so instead of tips, I kind of just gave you five basics, right? So basic categories of ideas that you could try to get back in touch with spirituality. So number one is just moving your body, right? Dancing, martial arts, yoga, anything where you're really in tune with your body and paying attention to what your body's doing. Um, Two, I said using your voice or listening to other voices. So like singing, chanting, or poetry, guided meditation, either you're the one who's using your voice or you're listening to somebody else doing so. 
meditating again, like clearing your mind. Um, we're going to talk in the next episode about taking a pause, right? This idea of like silence is really powerful. Um, for any sense, there's something about scent, right? I don't know. I think yeah. there's science. I heard there's science. <laughs> I heard there's science. And it, you know, and I want to say that it's a hundred percent true, but mostly I just have heard it 6 million times. And so I believe it to be true, but that it brings you back to certain like memory states. Right. Which is, I think why like Christmas tree scent is so powerful, right? It's like mm -hmm. that pine tree scent brings you back to like the spirit and feeling of Christmas or lavender is really like soothing. Mm -hmm. um, so a really good idea is like lotion. It's kind of a, a double, right? You get a little bit of feeling on your body, like lavender scented lotion or something. Um, so you can do a little self massage and get a good scent going. And then five in some way surrounding yourself with community. You know, I know that now it's, it's not the same, but you know, like I was talking about before, like insight timer where you can do a live and people are like there together. And even though you don't see them, you just kind of like know because of the number being presented to you that they're present with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, Facebook has been used. If you use Facebook properly without letting it stress you out too much, you can find groups of people who are really fantastic and who have, oh, um, yeah, things in common, mm -hmm. um, things that, you know, you can talk about together. That's it. Sweet, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. It's all Thanks of them. For all the, the wonderful information and knowledge you share with us. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that it's useful for some folks. Definitely. Oh, for sure. I think that that feeling of, of connection and um, I think somebody, I can't think of who, um, but somebody wrote a book called flow and it's that same idea. It's oh, just like, yeah. you're so in tune with what's going on around you that it almost feels like um, at some point, Elizabeth Gilbert, I think said it this way. I was like, I didn't finish this book, but it was something about um, the gift of magic or like writing or something. I don't know. Elizabeth Gilbert says things in a cool way, but it, it's like this feeling of, it's not even like I'm doing something, but something is coming through me. Right. Um, it's almost like I'm just like a, a conduit of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. Like every once in a while we get into that space of like, I don't even, I'm not telling myself what to do, right? Dancing where the motion's just happening or writing where the words are just flowing. It's such a lovely space to be in. Definitely. Sweet. Yeah. On that note, friends, <laughs> that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for being awesome as always and listening in and definitely tune into our next episode where we're going to talk about taking that pause. Nice. If you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Um, you can also find me. I am mostly on Facebook these days. And you can find Kisa on her website at www.kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Yeah, and if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you enjoy the show, we would love it. If you would leave us an honest review on iTunes, simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, click on write a review. It's super helpful and it gets the word out. Thanks friends. Sweet. Bye. Bye. <laughs>